What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 111. Triple ones. Triple ones. Triple ones. And it's Scott Sturman, Matt Deitch. We're here. We are here. Did I say that this is the Midwest Angler Podcast, or did I just tell you that this is episode 111? I don't even remember. I don't remember if I did or not, but <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like you guys deserve to know that this is the Midwest Angler Podcast and not some other crummy show. I mean, this is a quality, uh, high, high dollar show. But you introduced us right away, so then yeah, they know it's a quality yeah, that's show right. no matter what they're listening to. They're I mean, like, those dudes are awesome. We could be talking about uh, gardening. That's right, because we're about as good at gardening as what we are at fishing. That's right. We're, we're subpar at both, but uh, hey, we try. We try, we can, and that's all that really matters. We can talk about it and make you believe that that's we're right. pretty good at it. What did they, what's that old saying? Uh, if, you can't, if you can't dazzle them with, I, I don't know, if, if you can't do something, baffle them with your bullshit. I yeah. think that's how that saying goes. kind of how we You do got it? it? No, that's not. I don't know. I, Come on. I know what you're talking about, but I I don't remember what it says. You can't but. dazzle them with your. I don't. Re, I don't even. Maybe it's not dazzle. It's we're it's, pretty good at BSing. So yeah, that's that's what we're trying to say here, guys. Is we're not very good at fishing, but we're pretty good at talking, and that's why we're podcasters and not tournament anglers. Perfect. Yep. That's why we're not professional fishermen. I mean, we're thinking about it though. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we know some guys that think they are that aren't. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. And that is what we call mega motors on this show. That's right. If this is your first show, yeah, mega motors. Mega motors. Uh, what about like? Here's an here's one I don't think we mentioned okay. last week about a mega motor deal. What if you're like fishing? We'll just say a nice fishing tournament. And you're out there drilling holes, and you, you want your buddies to take pictures of you while you're drilling take holes. Take videos and whatnot. Yeah, take yeah. videos. And uh, there's a whole pile of shacks, and you're just, like, drilling random holes just, like, just between to, people. Just to drill holes, just so that you can get pictures. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what they call a mega motor. <laughs> I think we've seen one of them. <laughs> I didn't I didn't actually see him. I was just like, what the hell is this guy doing? And uh, Anytime yeah, you th- then yell. I heard... Anytime you got to yell, hey, come take some videos of me doing this. Well, if we're if we're in the tournament and you did that to me, I'd be like, uh, no, nah, I can't right now, man. Well, I mean, you know, we've we've all been out fishing with our buddies, and you know, I mean, you you especially like out there in the Black Hills, you can get some really cool backgrounds, or you know, oh as, yeah, you as definitely got to take time to take some quality pictures, exactly. and videos, and I stuff. I mean, that's that's what you know, fishing with your buddies and whatnot. You got to help your buddies out and, and take some good pictures because the five seconds that it takes to do it, like when it's all right. said and done, is like, wow, that's that's pretty sweet. Oh, like, exactly you know, that's, right. I'm glad you know, that I did take the time right, to do that. Right. I mean, there's got to be a lot of people that drive when like Euler and BCAV and Peters are all out there fishing in the Black Hills that think, what are these goofy guys doing when Euler's laying down on the ground? Tech, that's because he doesn't have so. pants on. <laughs> trying to take pictures of BCAV holding the rod or something like that. Make love to the camera. <laughs> I think that's what he says. Make love to the camera. Oh, jeez. I suppose one of them has like a big reflector thing that sitting there putting the light on them just perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what uh, I, I think BCAV catches the big fish. Euler snaps the pictures. And Peters, he, he takes care of the, uh, you know, the lighting and, and whatnot. All right. And, and the ladies on the shore say, holy moly, it's pretty cold out there. <laughs> And you know what, guys? It is pretty cold out there. <laughs> it is because I don't know. I've, I've got a couple. I've got a couple temperatures here. 
uh, this morning. I think a lot of us have innies instead of outies, and I'm not talking about <laughs> belly buttons. Oh, geez. <laughs> Holy smokes. This is officially off the rails four minutes in. But uh, you guys, Monday morning when this podcast is dropping at uh, 5 a.m. or whatever, in International Falls, Minnesota, we've got negative 32. Deerfield, South Dakota, in the Black Hills, negative 13. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, negative 25. Green Bay, Wisconsin, negative 10. Mullen, Nebraska, home of the Cowboys, negative 21. And here at the Midwest Angler Podcast Studio, which is basically about 35 miles straight east of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, we are going to be at negative 23. And that's without wind chill. That's without wind chill. And wow. I think it's going to be about 11 miles per hour of wind here here at the studio. Oh, man. Here at the studio. This Can we not call it a studio and call it a compound? <laughs> I don't know. If you want to call it a compound, we might have... People I think pounding on the doors, the FBI might be showing up. That's what I mean. Like, Compound. I mean, I it think it sounds like we're like a fishing cult or something. I think it's, yeah, I feel like a compound is like, I mean, only hood rat crap gets done in compounds. <laughs> like, I mean, if, if you, if you're like, Hey, I'm going to go read a book at the compound. People are like, what the what kind of book is that dude reading like i mean if we're gonna talk fishing and we're gonna we're gonna re-rig rods and we're gonna do a little tackle prep at the compound the sturman compound i mean they're thinking a they're professional mafia fishermen or you know b they're, they're looting drugs from south of the border <laughs> and both of them are true when it comes to midwest angler podcast stuff how about like HQR, little headquarters? Headquarters. Yeah. Like when I used to be a Culligan man back in the day and me and my buddy Ace worked together, we always we always said it was the shop. We got to go back to the shop and that's what it was. It was a shop. But Ace always called it the plant. <laughs> got to go back to the plant. <laughs> it's, a, it's a freaking 80 by 40 building and the, the plant. But I don't know. Well, it's fun. Come up with something. Yeah. You know... I got to say, a while back, uh, um, we were doing a lot of talking about naming uh, the audience, you know, naming the right. audience, you know, and, and, you know, co-anglers was thrown out there, the chum, whatever. I don't, you know, I, I guess like all great things, you know, like when you really are trying to come up with a name, you know, like it's kind of like giving yourself a nickname. Yeah, you, you really know? can't do that. I mean, Somebody's it just accidentally kind of falls into it. And I don't. I think we've got to call them the dirtbags. I think so because that's, I mean, that's just something you always said a lot. And then accidentally, like, right. I mean, I never meant that to be the, the audience's names, but I mean, I just, I feel like we got to call the audience of this show, the dirtbags and, and, it's, uh, it's gender neutral. It's just, that's it, true too. I mean, it works great. Yep. It's all around. And, uh, so guys, we're going to call you the dirtbags. And, uh, if you're new to the show right now and you're like, what the, like, I, what did I do to deserve this? Well, you listen to this show. That's right. So you're a dirtbag and we don't hate you. <laughs> it's just kind of fun to say. It's, it's a good, it's a good dirtbag. Yep. Another bit of housekeeping that we got to touch on. Um, I apologize, but last week, uh, we lost audio a few times on that show. And, um, I don't know what the heck, uh, was really going on there. After we got done recording, I realized it. I mean, you know, I, I even flat out said to Matt, like, holy moly. Like, you know, and every once in a while when we're done, you know, I mean, we, we miss a half second here or something. And, uh, you know, we just, 
we go on and, and I don't think anyone ever realizes it, but last week, like it was, it was not a good situation. And, and, uh, so we apologize for that yeah. because that sucks. And, uh, I mean, basically all, all the, all the points in that podcast where we were really talking smart got taken away from us. Dang it. So we're, we're sorry. Yeah. We're sorry. We apologize about that. Yep. But we're over it. So then there's that. Um, I don't, I think that's it for housekeeping stuff. Do you got anything else that uh, we really had to talk about? Mm, not housekeeping stuff. Okay. okay. Been selling some tickets, getting some tickets yep. sold. Yep. Anybody wants to buy any of those? Yep. Uh, I mean, if you want to buy any uh, banquet tickets, I've got some in the mail because I sold all mine that I had, and uh, so I reached out to Chantel at the club for boys, and I've got some more coming. So if that is something that you want to do. Um, like I said, this this episode's going to drop on a Monday morning. You basically probably got until Tuesday evening. Right. I mean, and and then I've got to be sending them back because they've got to go through all their special stuff. And hey, you got to have your tickets there in time for the drawing. I mean, if uh, if they're somewhere, that's putting a lot of trust in the mailman. Oh, for sure, to get them there. So, uh, nope. Basically, Tuesday is what I'm going to say. Um, hooked on hard waters right around the corner. It really is. Uh, weeks away yep week and a half away yep uh so i'm excited and uh um yeah it's gonna be here before you know it (laughs) for sure hopefully we get some warmer weather for that hopefully it's like it was last year (laughs) yeah well and you know i've uh this will be my third year uh the year before that me and kayla just went out there just to attend the banquet and uh i cruised around in um custer state park but uh Every time that I've been there, knock on wood, has been pretty solid, nice weather. And, uh, you know, I mean, we're getting to that time of year, the end of February, where, I mean, nice I, weather normally, there, there's more, normally more nice weather right. than there is bad weather at this point in time, not just in the hills, but everywhere. Well, I saw a post from last year from our buddy Blair that said that today was like his last day of being on the ice last year. No kidding. Yeah, he put a post on there that said something about like, yeah, it looks like it's going to be my last outing of the year this year because ice isn't looking that great. And it was true because, like I said last week, I had the boat out in late March last year. So Holy moly. Right, so think about that. I'm thinking about it. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's just crazy how the ice season can fluctuate. That's why people want to get on the ice so early so they can get a long nice long time about it and this year you know we didn't have good ice for a long time and a lot of people didn't we ours wasn't so bad i guess compared right to different right. parts but uh i don't know this cold snap that we've had the last couple of weeks it's it's probably going to stay around for a little bit longer this year if you could give up ice right now and go right to 72 degrees in open water would you do it in a heartbeat <laughs> in a heartbeat yeah yeah oh yeah in a heartbeat okay i would I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Getting like, there. I mean, now don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, I enjoy some aspects of the ice fishing and stuff like that. It's just that I enjoy more of the open water stuff than I right. do. I mean, for one, you really can't target bass through the ice. I mean, you can, but it's not. You're not. It's different. It's different. Yep. So, I mean, I guess that's what I look forward to is all the casting and being able to move around a lot easier than. You know, and when the air doesn't hurt your face, that's well, always and, a nice added bonus. And that's the thing too. But you know, we've had some pretty good weather. I mean, I don't, I can't think of a day this year where I've really turned on the heater in my shack 
granted, I haven't been out when it's been really cold like you guys were last week, and I would have. Yep, don't get me right. wrong. If I would go out, I would definitely have it turned on and everything. Right. But, I mean, all the other times this year, it's spent most of it outside yep, fishing. Yep. So. No, okay, Matt. So, so talking about that, you know, talking about being outside, uh, you know, you and I really in the last couple of years have, have really kind of changed the way we fish and we've spent a lot more time outside hole hopping, being mobile and not flipping over our shack a whole lot. Uh, honest to goodness. I mean, you know, unless like last weekend when the weather was dog crap, uh, you know, I mean the, the shack that we pull behind us is nothing more than a gear carrier. Exactly. Right. So, uh, you know, something that, you know, comes up on a lot of the Facebook discussions and a lot of uh, discussions all over is a Smitty sled. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if for those of you that don't exactly know what a Smitty sled is, it's, uh, you know, people take, uh, you know, old skis, you know, they make skis, whatever. But, uh, you know, it basically just gets your sled up off of the ground a little bit, you know, six, eight inches or something like that, or, uh, you know, some thicker skis to ride over top of snow it just makes pulling your gear out there a whole heck of a lot easier and people put them on their ice shacks you know people do all sorts of stuff but me and you had kind of been talking about some different uh smitty sled options you know that uh you know maybe aren't completely conventional so you know matt i know you've kind of got an idea in your head do you want to start off by talking about yours or you want me to talk about mine here quick well, I, mine is just basically like most of the times when you see somebody build a smitty sled, they're taking the sled, like a regular sled that you pull behind with all your gear, and they put it on top of the smitty sled frame that yep. you were just yep. talking about. And I've always just kind of thought, why like, why do they always just put a sled on top of it? Like, is there something? So, like, when you get into deeper snow, if your skis are running through that deeper snow, now the sled might be able to take over and slide. But I thought, you know, sometimes the make of a sled, you got the slant up in the front of it, you kind of lose some storage right right there. Right. You know, if you know what I'm talking about. I thought, why can't you take like a heavy-duty tote and put it it on the frame? And that way you have, it's more of like almost like of a square type deal and you can get all your stuff on there. And then you have a lid that can pop on it if you don't have anything that's sticking out. And nowadays, you know... I mean, there are literally totes that aren't aren't necessarily like your mom's scrapbooking tote. Right. But I mean, they're almost like a Yeti cooler of sorts. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, a, a real heavy duty tote. You know, I mean, uh, you know, people are mounting them on the back of their ATVs. You know, I mean, doing yep. different stuff like that. I mean, this is, you know, I'm not talking about steel, but, you know, plastic totes that are more heavy duty and, you know, just, a, a you know, maybe... Maybe that lid doesn't necessarily even completely remove, but, you know, is on some sort of a hinge, but, you know, yep. not like a Yeti cooler with, you know, mega insulation. But, uh, you know, I, I, th- I think you're on to something there, Matt. I really well, do. And I just think that way you can take and, like I was telling you, you can do all you can add all kinds of things to the outside of it, like people do with a sled sometimes. But I just feel like you could do it more with a tote as far as putting, like, an auger holder on the side of it and some, a lot of rod holders or... I mean, just a lot of different things. I, I, I really enjoy going on to like trick your trap on Facebook. Oh yeah, yeah. And just some of the things that people come up with. It's just like it's really incredible and it's really cool. And yeah, all it really takes is some, a few pieces of wood and you know some old cross country skis and right. 
you got yourself it makes it makes it really easy to pull like i know my sled or my shack when i have to pull it when there's some snow out there oh it's a bear cat right i mean you get any type of like soft snow and it kind of packs up in front of it 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 can be a real pain in the rear end to and you've got you've got eskimo's smallest two man right i've got clam's smallest two man I mean, think about these guys with some of those big otters or, you know, I mean the big, you know, Jason Mitchell, Thermal X, you know, two man, you know, the, the, you know, I mean, some of these big time, uh, two man sleds, I mean, they get heavy. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, they're, uh, they're over a hundred pounds before you put anything in them. Then you rack up another 200 pounds. I know that putting a longer string on, you know, yeah. uh, you know, these short strings that come on a lot of these, you're doing a lot more pulling up than you are pulling out. And, uh, I know that, that, you know, scientifically, uh, that there's a big difference, you know, by just adding like an extra 12 foot, you know, and getting yeah. out, you know, 12 to 15 foot in front of your shack, you know, instead of st- sitting, you know, five foot in front of your shack, yep. that's a big difference. Yeah, for sure. Well, and another thing too, like, as far as like a setup of the Schmitty sled too, is Nice thing about it, a lot of people are running the hub style houses now too. Right, and right. You can strap that right onto the beside, like the toad or something like that. So then, you know, if you do want to pop up a shack out there, and yep. So, so the idea that I came across the other day, just kind of accidentally on the internet, I was just kind of scrolling through, looking at some different stuff, and all of a sudden I saw this, and it was like, holy moly! Like this thing would be the cat's pajamas. But uh, it's it's one of these utility sleds that Clam and Otter and, and a lot of these companies make, you know, I would say eight to 10 foot deep and, you know, maybe four foot long and, you know, four, four foot by three foot by, you know, eight, eight to 10 inches deep. And they actually like had an ice shack or a boat chair mounted on the one side yep. of it. And uh, in the back of this, you know, I mean, it was just a sled or whatever. I mean, you could have put, you know, tackle, Vexlar, you know, all sorts of stuff. I mean, basically the same thing that you could do in, in your basic two-man ice shack, but it was up on skis, you know, eight eight inches off the ground. I mean, that, that chair would have been a perfect size. And I really think early or late in the year for hole hopping and carrying gear out there, like you said, you could have thrown a... a a hub shack in there, you know, you could throw a hub shack, two Vexlars, an auger, and all your tackle that you'd ever need, plus four dozen donuts and a <laughs> and a freaking big old thermos full of coffee. And and I mean, you could have gone anywhere on a lake. And and I just, you know, it was like, wow, you know, because I really think a guy can make one for not that much money. Yeah, I, it doesn't you know, take much. Those to... sleds are relatively cheap. You know, if right. if you go online, I I actually went and looked afterwards. I think you can find some skis for pretty pretty cheap and and i think that you can even make it so that they would fold down that you can fit it behind you know in the bed of your truck well a lot of times a lot of these smitty sleds that people make the sled itself comes off of the the frame right and actually the frame can come apart too real easily so that it all just slides i mean even if you just have a car it could fit in the back of your trunk or the back seat of your car right just some quick release like d uh d loop uh yep you know pins or whatever uh I don't know. I I think I think there's a lot of options there. Um, Especially, I think people like you know, like I don't have a ATV or anything like that to pull my shack with or a snowmobile. My dad doesn't, so right. I think for people that don't have something like that, it it makes them a little bit more mobile. Well, absolutely. You know, like even you know, I I think of Adam Top. You know, a while back he had gone up to a lake up in northeast South Dakota, and he said, you know, where he kind of wanted to go 
from looking at a map, you know, he, you know, he had seen where the boat ramp was. He had seen, you know, okay, this is, you know, looking at contour maps, this is where I want to be. And when he got there, he realized, whoa, this lake is a little bit bigger than what I realized. Right. And he, you know, he was, he just was not willing to pull his sled that long. I mean, he'd have been half dead by the time he got across the lake. And, uh, you know, I mean, if, if, you know, I mean, a guy can walk a long ways when you're pulling a shack, hell, Brendan Lockwood just had it, you know, yeah. the other day. He, you know, he he had a Snapchat where he's like, "This is the last time this year that I'm pulling this son of a gun this long." Like, I'm bringing an ATV out from here on out. Well, for not not everyone has that opportunity, and and uh, um, I don't know this mini sled. I think you know for fifty bucks, you know, you oh could, yeah, you couldn't you can do something and. Because a lot of people already have the sled. All they got to do is build a frame. And you can go to like a lot of old like secondhand sports stores and find some old cross-country skis. Or, I mean, even we have a whole bunch at the school. So Really? Yeah. Nice. And another option, too, is like what Stu did with his. He got some of those like piano hinge things that you can get on the Internet. You see some people do that with their shacks. And you attach them to that, attach those to your shack, and they kind of fold up. They hinge up. Right, right. And you can lock them into place, so it's kind of a built-on smitty sled into onto your shack. Me and me and my brother Eric used to have a Chappelle, uh, like, suitcase-style shack that actually on the bottom had, like, a built-on smitty sled deal that you could, you know, flip it over upside down. And uh, I, don't, I don't remember what kind of – if there was little pins. I think there was little pins that you could take out, and then you'd have to be in charge of uh, remembering where those little pins are because, I mean, I don't know. I lose a lot of stuff. <laughs> but uh, you could flip that bugger up and, uh, um, you know, pull that thing across the – across the ice and and that had some wide skis you know like yeah. i mean they were like five six inches wide and uh, you know would sit you up you know five six inches off the ground and i mean you know if you're going to be going over any bit of snow man that makes a world of difference oh it does my and like you talked about that with yours my experience my grandpa he had a briefcase sti- or a suitcase style uh mankato fish house a lot of people probably know what that is and he actually took some conduit and bent it so that he had a couple of runners that would fit right up into like the corner pieces of that fish house and i mean that's how we always used to pull that out there we'd put those things on there and then we'd uh throw our you know propane tank on the top of it or buckets and all that stuff and we just pull it right out there and i mean that was that was slick i mean yeah you think about it i mean those suitcase suitcase style houses there's no other way except if you have like some type of sled or some, or if you want to carry them out there, but do you think, do you think like because of cost and whatnot, I mean, 10 years from now, how many more hub style shacks are we going to see instead of flip over shacks? Do you think that there's going to be a change or not? I don't think there's going to be a change. I think it's going to stay consistent. I think that there's going to be a need for both Yeah, for people. And I think that, uh, I mean, I, I don't think either one are going away. I think no. both. No, are. right, right. I think the suitcase style type ones are the ones that are kind of on the out, and you don't see too many of right. them anymore. I mean, there's still some out there, and still, you know, some guys like them because again, you can fit them, fold them up, and put them in the back seat of a car or the trunk of a car or something like that. Yep, yep. But uh, I really think that the innovation of the sled style portable has just changed it all, and I just think that that's. It's going to be around for for a long, long time. 
So we've been talking that this coming weekend, it's going to be pretty nice over at Okaboji. And uh, me and Tanner Vogel and Eric and, and whatnot, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll throw this out to you too. And uh, we've been thinking about maybe trying to go like hit Emerson Bay or, uh, you know, Miller's Bay or something over at Okaboji or, or I don't even know where, but some Pike Lake, right. you know, some place, throw up the hub shack and put a card table in there. You know, maybe get like a little grill in there or For whatever. Sure. And we're talking about not drilling any holes in the hub shack, strictly running as, you know, everybody. Building a little compound. Yeah, a exactly. Up, a tip-up compound. Building a compound right there in one of the bays in Okaboji and doing nothing but setting a whole bunch of tip-ups all over. I Just, think it would be a blast. It would be so much fun. And I think it would be I think it'd be a good opportunity to, you know, maybe throw a couple hot dogs down there and maybe do a hot dog versus chub deal and I mean that is if I, I, if I don't need all the time. hot dogs before yeah, they I go down say, the hole. How do how do we remove a treble hook from a person's <laughs> mouth? Scott, next time take it off the treble hook before you eat it, all right? Couldn't help myself. <laughs> These are all beef franks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me they plump when they when you cook them. <laughs> I don't know. Do you cook them before you put them down? No. <laughs> well, if, if, it depends on if you're trying to get a pike or if you're trying to get a scot. That's right. You throw a little bit of ketchup on there, and I'll go down the hole looking for them. <laughs> oh man! But, uh, but no, no I don't know. I think that'd time. be. I think that'd be a hell of a lot of fun. I I'm not. Well, I'm basically flat out saying it. One of the days next weekend, I'm going to try it. I can remember we used to do. I used to go up with my uncle. Up in the South Dakota by Lake Thompson, there was a little lake up there that had all kinds of pike in it. And we would put out a bunch of tip-ups, and then you'd just kind of, we'd jig, and we'd have the house set up, and we'd just kind of sit there and jig for them in the house. But, it, I mean, it's a great time. You know, we can play and tackle tip-up and just all kinds of different things. You know, for us here in Iowa, we're allowed three lines. For those of us that, that buy that third line, uh, um extra license extra license yep that's thank you matt that's that's why you're here that's right pick me up when i'm falling down but uh i i think maybe i don't know i would like to jig for bluegills in the house and you know go for pike it's, it's hard not i think right, all of us right. as fishermen it's hard not to just like be like well, we got to be doing something you got to have of, one rod in right. your hand but i don't know i guess if we can get a load you know get some cards going or something like that or i don't know I don't know. Whatever. If you guys are going to be over at Okaboji next weekend, hit me up. We'll see if I'm gonna if I if I end up out there. But uh, I don't know. I think it'll be a great time. You coming? I'm coming. He's in. Count me in. The the two Stooges are going to be over there. Which one of you guys is going to make it three? That's right. Bring, bring tip the ups. hot dogs. Bring tip ups and bring <laughs> hot dogs. We're gonna buns are optional. Meet us at the compound. <laughs> God dang it. We got to get like a big flag or something like that. <laughs> pirate flag. I got a pirate flag. Yeah. I have a pirate flag. Oh my uh, God. And we are going to put it, it up. We're putting it up. Oh, Do we have man. to wear eye patches? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Somebody come rolling up and a bunch of dudes come running out of the ice shack with eye, eye patches, patches and peg legs. And <laughs> got a pirate flag flying. <laughs> if if we're If we're catching big pike, we're doing it with an eye patch. I'm going to buy an eye patch right damn now. <laughs> That's that's just part of it. You gotta have it. <laughs> gotta have it. Oh, oh man. man, we gotta make some rules up for it. Yeah, yeah. The first annual. I don't know what we're gonna call it. You know what? God dang it! I, you know, I dropped the ball on uh, on um, having a fish donkey tournament here uh, 
uh, you know, we, we had talked, you know, that we would maybe start it like January 1st, like at midnight and have it be the first tournament of the year and kind of whatever, whatever. And I dropped the ball, life got in the way, things didn't happen, but, uh, I've actually had a couple people reach out to me and ask, you know, Hey, are you going to do something? And, uh, you know, we've got plenty of ice left and, uh, I right. think, I think it's something that we've got to do, um, you know, I know Euler and BCAV have kind of talked about it, and and with these people that I was messaging, I kind of talked to them about it too. I, what what do you think about like some sort of kind of a hybrid formula? Not maybe not a hybrid, but you know, uh, not not just walleyes, not just perch, whatever. You know, maybe like five bluegills, three perch, and one walleye, or something like something that. Something like that. That'd what be kind of cool. So. I, I, I threw that out there and the guys who were talking to me, they didn't like that because they fish Okaboji a lot and you know, the walleye season will be coming to oh, a close yeah, here. Yeah, you do run into that. But we are the Midwest Angler Podcast and uh when does Minnesota close down? The twenty eighth. So. Okay, well that's gonna be an <laughs> issue. That's gonna be a real issue. Well, it's the fourteenth. Mm, okay. Um all right. Well, that's going to be an issue, guys. We'll get it figured out. We're going to get that figured out. There's still hope for a tournament. We, we're we not going to announce anything today because, well, we're just not going to announce anything today. And uh, we haven't been thinking about it long enough. And you can't rush perfection. Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> but this tournament is going to be a banger. And uh, we just haven't figured it out yet. That's all there is to it. So there's that. Um. Moving along. Oh, have you heard the story about the Wisconsin DNR uh, guy up there possibly selling off some sturgeon eggs? I have not. You have not. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna throw this out there right here, right now. We are not saying that this guy is guilty because a lot of things me and Matt dabble in are fishing, podcasting, eating, uh, Matt even dabbles in being a PE coach from time to time. I ship some stuff out with UPS from time to time, um, whatever, but we're not crime scene investigators and we're not, uh, law enforcement officers, but, uh, what is coming out up there in, uh, Wisconsin is, uh, that the guy who is kind of the head sturgeon guy, uh, up there for the Wisconsin DNR, um, oversaw 60 people, um, that, that, ran check-in stations for their uh, Wisconsin sturgeon spearing season um, is in a little bit of hot water. A little bit. Got a himself little, in a little trouble. Yeah. Um, they, the, uh, the DNR and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service began a joint investigation in 2017 into allegations that the DNR workers had been illegally selling or trading sturgeon caviar in violation of state and federal law. The investigation culminated in January 2020 and uncovered multiple people who were illegally selling, purchasing, bartering, or trading sturgeon eggs. The complaint states. That's not good. That is not good. So apparently after you got a sturgeon there, from from what I read, don't quote me on this because I just read it, but after you, you spear a sturgeon there, you go to one of these check stations um, and they were taking the eggs out and saying that it was for genetic research. Okay. And maybe sometimes they were just 
bringing them right over to a caviar processing plant. And they did like 65 pounds for for somebody the one year and I don't know. Oh man. Um they they interviewed this uh officer Keenig, I think is his name, and uh he admitted that he kind of knew well at first he said that he didn't really know about it and then they kind of interviewed him again and maybe he did know a little bit about it and then they came and they went into his house on a search warrant and they got his DNR issued cell phone and whatnot and he deleted everything off there and then afterwards he said that he did accept 20 to 30 jars of caviar annually from processors and dispersed it to many as dozens of co-workers for their personal use according to the complaint and uh you know just when you start lying and then you're deleting stuff off your cell phone and kind of get caught the up stories kind of change like i said we're not saying he's 100 percent wrong because we don't know but it doesn't look good up there in wisconsin i'll tell you that it's that temptation yep and I, I wonder, what does a pound of caviar go for? I don't even I mean, know. do you buy it by the pound? I don't. I you, There's no way you buy it by the pound. I think it's pretty expensive. Well, I mean, with your high rate of income. And my love of <laughs> And your love caviar. of caviar. I mean, pound of caviar. How much is one pound of caviar? I'm Holy moly. 35 pound, $35 a pound. Well, I don't know what the heck this is, but this is River Beluga Hybrid and Royal Ocetra Bundle. And uh, we're talking about, uh, what the heck? We're talking two 17-ounce deals and two 17-ounce little, I don't know, we're going to call them tins, 1260 bucks. I don't know if beluga caviar is, you know, Petrusco. I don't know. Maybe, hold on. We're going to quick type I see beluga caviar is the bet. It's thought to be the best net around $4,000 a pound. I found some. $4,000. Holy moly. $4,000 a pound. I found some stuff here. That is... $170 for like four ounces. That's what I mean. Like, all right, guys. So what we're saying is this is pretty. Uh-oh. I found a, I found a W Bay. Two first alert W Bay, which is someplace up there in Wisconsin. And uh, on there, they said entry-level sturgeon caviar costs 65 to 85 dollars per 30 grams higher quality will go for 150 dollars per 30 grams so for those of you drug dealers around here i don't know what that means but uh i i don't know what a gram is i'm i'm from america some guy estimated he got nearly 65 pounds of roe in 2015 alone thanks to the access and produced $100,000 worth of caviar. Whoever Tetchlo is, Tetchlo, Arthur Tetchlo, who was a former DNR fisheries biologist himself. Holy moly. That's like one, that's less than two ounces, I think. Uh, really? Yeah. 
Tetchlow's records show that in 2017 he provided Koenig's six 8-ounce jars and 34-ounce jars of finished caviar with an estimated market value of around $20,000. So what we're saying is the type of money and what they were what they had going up there it wasn't like hey guys this is 30 40 bucks worth. It's We're talking about right. six figures. <laughs> Maybe we need to go do some sturgeon fish. Yeah, well, I mean <laughs> yeah, we have <laughs> Where'd you, you get had... all that caviar that you fed me last night, Matt? <laughs> I don't know. I found it. Uh, that's carp caviar. Carp caviar. <laughs> okay. Well, like I said, guys, we're not saying anyone's guilty, but it ain't looking good up there in Wisconsin. So we're 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 gonna leave that there. Have you ever had caviar? <laughs> no. What's the wildest? Had. What's the wildest food you've ever eaten? Uh, um, you ever? Eaten I guess. Like... I mean, I've had uh, bullhead eggs. Bullhead eggs? Yes. Really? Yes. Like some people, like I know. Like a caviar style deal? Well, no, they would fry them. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Like, I mean, do you put them in breading or are you just yeah, like. they did. Really? So. I have, I've never done that. Uh, I've, I've had calamari. What is that? Squid? Octopus, yeah, I've had, yeah. Yeah, I've had that wild stuff. I've eaten gator tail. Have you? Yep. Down there in Florida. 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 I want to go to a. I haven't been to a wild game feed for a while. We need to have a Midwest Angler wild game feed. Right. Wild fish feed. Wild fish feed. Fry up a bunch of different fishes. Would you eat a goldfish if if like just like a small goldfish? Swallow it. Whole? Yeah. Yeah. Would you do it? Oh, I probably would. How much would it cost? I don't know. You would just do it just to be tough? Back in the day, it probably wouldn't. It would have taken maybe what would it, a couple what of would it be, to do it. What would, yeah. What would it be right now? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Just peer pressure alone probably get me to do it. Well, then we're going to be doing a Facebook Live <laughs> next weekend from the ice when we're doing when we're in the compound. I don't think it'd be a good idea to have. Up, I don't think it'd be a good idea to have goldfish out on the. We aren't. We're not going to do goldfish. Okay. You're doing a minnow. minnow. Oh yeah. You going to do it? Well, let's do it. If all of us do it, I'll do it. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> minnow. Maybe. I'm not talking like some three-inch creek chub. I mean, you, no. you, you do that right minnow. down your goal. Crappie minnow. <laughs> like one-inch crappie minnow. You, I think you're going to like it so much, you might go for seconds. Might, Yeah, there we go. How long do you think after you eat a minnow, do you think it stays alive down in your belly? Like I, I know that acid. Like, what think if you eat that and like, you can kind of feel that son of a gun squirming <laughs> all the way down? I would lose it. I... My, I had a buddy who could just puke, like make himself puke. Oh. Andy Hasbrook, he could do that. I bet you he could eat a minnow, puke it back up, and that we and could probably let it go. And then still probably <laughs> yeah. throw it on the hook and catch a crappie with it. Well, that's how you get all the good juices in there for yeah. it. Oh, man. Yep. Well, either way, that was pretty wild. Yeah, for sure. So... Matt, we had a Bassmaster Elite Series. We uh, did. First one of the season. Bassmaster Elite Series, uh, first one of the season, wrapped up on Sunday. and uh, They were down in Florida. They were down in Florida, and uh, the Midwestern guys did pretty solid. Didn't do too bad. Our, uh, our guest from a couple weeks ago, Bob Downey, did not have a spectacular tournament. But, um, you know, you, you never know really what uh, – you know, it, you can get into a bad. Tough. Yeah, it did. I mean, I mean, it, it definitely did. I mean, when you look at some of the, the, 
the best guys on the you know tour you know traditionally the best guys that you know aren't weighing five fish and whatever well, especially um, the first day when they had that long fog delay that's right it hurt a lot of people everybody was talking about it i think it hurt everybody well and you know i mean if you're one of these guys that was planning on making an hour and a half run or an hour run well then all of a sudden you you know your eight hour day gets cut to be a four hour day you know do you still make that run and i don't think bob was making a very long run because i know on the one day like on bass track he the first day he He was was like the second second guy to 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 uh, register a fish so i mean obviously he wasn't making a long run maybe he had originally planned on making a long run so that's that's tough and you know I, I feel for the guys because i mean if that's your game plan and all of a sudden the morning of you know it gets scrapped it's like son of a gun yeah you, know? you got to start that's why they always say you got to have a plan b and a plan c so yep but uh seth fighter from new market minnesota uh seth comes away with third place and dang near had second place um, the winner was Brian New, and I think Brian New's from down North Carolina, South Carolina, but this is his first ever Bassmaster Elite Series tournament. Right. And uh, he was a little excited. He uh, he was screaming, and I would have been too. Um, that was pretty awesome to see. Greg Hackney, who just came back from Major League Fishing, uh, had spent a couple years over there, um, qualified back through the Bassmaster Opens. He got second place in his first tournament back, so that was pretty cool to see. Um Mark Menendez, he didn't he was out last year with a medical you yep, know yep, medical hardship deal. He deal. had a bad back injury. He um, got fifth. Yeah. Caleb Koopfall from uh, Wisconsin ends up in sixteenth. Um Gussie, the great Canadian snow leopard from way up north in Canada, uh walked away with twenty fourth Corey Johnston got 17th from Canada. Chris Johnston, his brother from Canada, 34th. Uh, Austin Felix, 39th. He's from up in the cities area. Um, so basically what we're saying is, uh, you know, there's not a ton of uh, northern guys on the tour. Um, so when you can get that many guys, you know, making that 50 cut, that's pretty sweet. That is. It pretty really awesome. is. So, uh, no, hopefully, uh, well, we got to talk about fantasy. fantasy got to talk about fantasy fishing. Can Guys, you we ended up fantasy life. We ended up with 57, 57 people in our fantasy fishing uh, deal and so we New got record. A, yeah, it is. I mean, it helps when Jeremy K makes three of three teams for himself. Yeah, right, and right. And puts yeah, the kids yeah, names as picking them. Yeah, well, I mean, you should see what he does with taxes. <laughs> <laughs> No, you don't get 2,000 free points because you can't claim a mess. <laughs> no, uh, but um, no, guys, we want to say thank you for everybody that, that uh, did join up. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, kind of going through here. I mean, there's a lot of guys on here that I don't know who they are. Uh-uh. And uh, that's freaking awesome. Like, it's I mean, great. we, God dang it, we we say thank you to all you guys that, uh, that uh you know joined because you know it's not just random people that just you know hop on i mean they had to listen to the show and or you know follow the facebook page to know the password and so for that like i said we thank you guys but uh um yeah with that being said uh Stu the noob walking away with first place after this tournament uh 1254 which uh that's a heck of a score um second go, place go a little bit farther down go down to seventh sec- place go down to second Seven- place we got <laughs> scott sturman oh sturman 21 right here what's the 21 stand for 21 yeah 
how many girlfriends I got. <laughs> what did you make this profile when you were 13 or what? That was, that was my old basketball number, was man. It? Okay. You know what? Everybody you has. You want to know who's got a basketball number like that now? Who? You're looking at him right over there. Big Tasty. G. Sturman. G. Or better yet, known as Big Tasty Bassin. The Big Tasty Big Bassin. Bassin. In what? 18th place. 18th place. Right behind 17th place. No, he's not in 18th. He's in 19th. I'm sorry. Oh, Sawyer Hansen's in 18th. So. Nope. But, uh. No, yeah, it it is. It's cool to you know go through and and see all these guys who uh, who uh, signed up. You know, we got Nathan Hagen from down in Missouri. He's he's a guy that was in there last year. Mason Propst. Uh, you know, a lot a lot of these guys that uh, you know were were in last year or back in uh, Chris Mr. Sealer and Mr. Hellabass himself, Rich, Rich Lindgren. That's that's a pretty cool one. I mean, Rich is kind of you know. I mean, when you're a pundit on wow, fantasy, you're fishing, professional fantasy fisherman picker so what i want to know is uh dan teaslink you make you make a profile and you join the fantasy fishing league and you don't and you don't fill out a lineup same way with dusty ramsey did ramrod get in no he didn't even get in no he didn't even get in he didn't even get in he's a drip uh cool here's one for you Name the last time you saw somebody with the initials KVB, Colby Van Beek, down in 51st place. I'm going to call it. He's going to be contending for the win. <laughs> I will guarantee it. I will guarantee it. Uh, no, guys, but if, if you haven't yet, there there's still time. Um, you know, join. Uh, I think we're going to start giving away some baits here. Um, I'm looking at a couple custom chatter baits. I'll probably throw them out to Stu this week. Uh we and, even uh, got a couple of ladies in the... Stephanie Lawson. Yeah. Who else we got? Sitting right over there. That's right. Aubrey, Aubrey Benz. Benz. A-Benz on Fantasy Fishing. Don't uh, don't go shooting her any messages because I'll freaking break your knees. But And I'll break your elbows. Yep. So then we got you covered. <laughs> and then you won't be able to pick out any Fantasy Fishing uh, uh, That's right. lineup. So then there's that. But uh, no, we're going to... I'll throw out a couple baits. Uh, you know, I've got a bunch of baits sitting here on the table. and I've uh, got a few things at home, too. Yep, so every week uh, we're going to throw some stuff out. Uh, and then I actually ordered in a trophy, trophy. for the season winner. Woo! So I don't know how that works when I just give it to myself, but uh, that's what I'm kind of figuring I'll will happen. I'll give it to you. You'll give it to me? Yep. <laughs> that's, give it from... From the north side of the table to the south side of the yeah. table, Scott Sturman gets planned or gets crowned 2021 Bassmaster Fantasy Fishing Midwest Angler Podcast Group champ. We'll champ. We'll champ. do a Facebook Live. Yeah. If it if Jeremy ends Why up, didn't winning, you get a belt? I. You know what? I mean, Jeremy looked at them. Yeah, dang right they were. They were like 190 bucks. I went on crownawards.com, and uh, I got to admit, guys, this trophy costs nine bucks. (laughs) That's the best part about it. It's not the the best-looking trophy, but it's nine inches tall. That's right. It's nine inches tall, and they had a seven-incher or a nine-incher, and I splurged, uh, you know, spent the extra 32 cents and uh, (laughs) got the nine-incher just that it looks better on my mantle. Well, you've seen the one that we have for our family vacation that trophy that sucker's big the best thing about it is it says 1987 on it really yeah i wasn't even born then that's why i got it it's just like all right sweet here we go what year was brant born 84 what yeah 
Brand's the youngest in your grade? Or in, in, in your grade? grade. <laughs> of, of all you siblings? Yeah, Brand's the and youngest. And he's an 84? Yeah. I was 81 and Mike was 79. He's four year, four and a half, five, four or five, depending on when he was born in the year, older than me. Yeah. I thought Brant was like a year or two older than me. No, he's older than what Holy you think. Holy smokes, Brant. <laughs> You're ready for a home. Brant, Brant and I, we carry our age well. We look younger than what we are. Mike, he he, he looks kind of old. So Does he? Yeah. Mike's starting to look a little old. <laughs> Last couple of years haven't been good on him. I haven't I haven't seen your brother Mike since uh, me and you. You timed him at the Mexican restaurant oh, yeah, downtown. That, well, I mean, in... God dang it! I I I still feel bad about that one. I I really feel bad because the best part about it was I had no clue, and then Kayla turns around and says to me, "She's like, yeah, I think that was Matt's brother," and I'm like, "No, that wasn't Matt's brother," and she's like, "No, yeah, that was Matt's brother." So then I text you, and you're like, "Yeah, that's what he said." Because he's texting me right now as you're texting me. The worst part about it is like. So, so I was about to say the last time I saw your brother, which I think I'm wrong now. I saw him at the Mexican restaurant, but was, uh, maybe this was before that, but was up at, uh, Minneapolis. That could have been when we went up to the Northwest sports show. Yeah. A couple years ago. That was right during state basketball tournament. Yep. So that's coming around the pipe. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. okay. Minnesota, they ain't having it. I'll no, tell you that for free. If for you sure. want to have a, if you want to have a sports show, bring it to South Dakota and you can have it. But, uh, in Minnesota, it ain't gonna. It ain't going to be working. I saw that Fargo had one this last weekend. Yeah, there was or a lot. Or up in of, North Dakota somewhere. There was a lot of people saw. there. Like, I saw Jason Mitchell, Mitchell was there, so he's already, back from, yeah. uh, he's already back from uh, he's already back from Idaho. Yeah. Um, golly, I think Cox and Gens and all them boys, I think they still might be out there. They might just stay out there. That was like a seven-week road trip. <laughs> Holy moly, the guys. drop kick bluegill tour well when you got aaron and zach you know man in the ranch back at home you That's know right you just, well if if we're gonna do this uh if we're gonna do this um tip up, deal. tip up deal next weekend we're gonna come up with a name right we're gonna come up with a name you know what <clears throat> i want a bunch of people out there i want a bunch of people out there Bring your tip-ups. Bring your tip-ups because we ain't freaking sharing. We're going, we're going fishing. Tip fishing. <laughs> we're going fishing. Bring Everybody, your cool hats. Bring, bring shacks. Bring bring burgers. Bring brats. Bring beers. Let's have a big party out on We that. are going to have a party so big, the ice ain't going to be able to take us. That's right. And that'd be pretty big. Because with, with you know how it goes over there. Once we get a couple houses around and they hear some hooting and hollering, Next thing you know, everybody's going to be fishing over It's the Minnesota us. people that move in. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the South Dakota, those South Dakota people. Yeah, golly, South, South Dakota people, I think Minnesota people hate Iowa people. South Dakota people hate Minnesota people. And Iowa people. Yeah, but and Nebraska I mean, people. when you see, when you look at the pages, they, they, th- they, Get pissed off a whole lot more at Minnesota. South oh, yeah. Dakota people get it's pissed fun off watching, a lot more at Minnesota. It's fun people. watching the South Dakota and the Minnesota people go at each other. Well, according to South Dakota people, they don't ever, ever, ever want any uh, out of staters nope. to ever fish in their state. Non residents should not be allowed. Yeah. And then they can't figure out why the bait shops don't stay open. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, you guys. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. That's I'm, because I'm not, we're not going to start a war, guys, but. Uh, South Dakota, you guys bring a piss load of money in from hunting and fishing from out of staters, and uh, well, that's because Waka Flocka Lockwood is taking all the taking the last scoops of minnows at the bait that's shops. That's right. That's something. I god dang it. So 
So here we go, guys. Do you want to set the stage, Matt, or do you want you me to set? Okay, set it up. okay. So our buddy Waka Flocka Lockwood from uh, out in Chamberlain, South Dakota, said that he was recently in a bait shop, and uh, he was Scored picking up the- some minnows, and it ended up being the last scoop of minnows. So he's up at the counter paying, and uh, some guy walks in, and he wants some minnows, and uh, the lady or the guy says, you know, hey, this guy got got the last scoop of minnows. And this guy gets a little pissed off at him. A little salty about it. Yeah, and he's like, really? You took the last scoop of minnows? You couldn't save any? (laughs) Yeah. So... So I mean, is we want to know: is there some sort of bait shop etiquette that we didn't know about? Like you don't take, you know, if you are the guy that's there for the last scoop of of minnows, you only get a quarter scoop, right, to save it for the next people. <laughs> we got to save four for the next guy yeah, coming got- in. Here you go, sir. Sir, here's four minnows. Yeah. So I mean, if if you're at that point, I mean, like what what was Brennan to do? Right. I mean, you know, oh. The last scoop, my bad. Yeah, uh, let's let's uh you know Here's, let's save yeah. some in case another person comes in, and uh, I'll just move along and go down to the other bait shop that I have enough for my <laughs> evening of fishing. Like we're it's, it's like if you if there's only one little container of waxworms left, would you be like, uh, why don't you just like divide them up? If there's fifty in there, why don't you just give me twenty five? Because that's probably about all the fish that I'm probably going to catch. Right, so. right. I'll take fourteen. Can you give me fourteen? <laughs> I don't want to be that guy that takes the last bait. Yeah, just in case some some a hole comes in here and, I mean and, to get upset about it, I don't it's just like Do you dang think it. do you think that I mean like I can understand where you'd be upset. Like I mean, you know, I, I get it. Like, you know, I mean it if, if you're yeah, well, if you're right. showing up anywhere, you know, with the intentions of buying something and all of a sudden you find out like, oh man, so-and-so just took the last one. Like, dang. But but you can't get mad at him. I mean, like I get if you're Stuart Anderson and you go into the Ace Hardware and you take them for, you know, 18 one-pound propane tanks and, uh, you know, <laughs> the average person just coming in there and wanting one or two. But, I mean, you're literally getting a scoop of minnows. Right. A scoop of minnows. Like that's, I mean, that'd be like if you bought one one pound propane tank and some guy comes in and is like hey can you empty half of that one pound propane like i want a half pound and you get a half a pound you use it for half the day and i'll use it the rest yeah yeah i'll meet you out on miller's bay and at noon we make the switch i i don't know i don't know that that seems absolutely freaking crazy to me and and i get you know maybe maybe he's the type of guy that you know like right after he said it was like well (laughs) Uh, I guess I was kind of a little bit more dumb than what right. I thought, you know, and, and whatever. But, uh, you know, we're, we were just wondering if, if there's some bait shop etiquette that we didn't, that we weren't aware of. I'm going to start, I'm start cutting night crawlers in half. <laughs> I think so. So let's, let's name off a couple things that you don't take the last one of. I know Ooh, for sure go. that you like, if you're bumming beers or bumming cigs, you if don't you're take, bumming, if you're bumming anything, you don't ever. Take you don't the take last the last one. one. No, nope. that's just that's got to be. Proper that's etiquette. a rule. That's a rule. If you bum somebody's last cigarette or last beer, you're probably going to have bad luck fishing for the day, bad maybe mojo. the week. I'd hate to see what your month looks like. <laughs> Is there anything else that that that's kind of a you don't take the last of? Um. I was I was one time at my parents uh, uh, my parents shop, 
And uh, I took the last Snicker bar, and the UPS guy kind of got bucky with me. Oh, yeah. And uh, so, you know, I mean, me as as a little crumb snatcher running around my parents' shop, like, I never paid for the uh, for the candy bars. Well, so this UPS guy kind of gets bucky, and he's like, hey, why don't you let me have that since I'm actually going to pay for it? And, like, I'm probably, like, nine years old, and I probably looked at him, you know, it's not running down out of my nose. and was like, yeah. Get bent, pal. Like, yeah, the old finger. Yeah, this lick, is my. As, as you lick the whole candy bar, said you want it now. Yeah. <laughs> Get delivering packages. <laughs> Move along. Why don't you order a couple? <laughs> FedEx will get it here faster <laughs> yeah. is what you probably said. Oh, man. <laughs> or you probably said, hey, wait a few hours. I'll get you a Snickers bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that is bad. That is bad. <laughs> well, that was you at nine years old. Yeah, well, so, I mean, I, mean <laughs> I mean, I was doing hood rat stuff. So, I, I mean, that's just what it was. After winning Pinewood Derbies <laughs> with your Dolphins jersey on, I mean. Backwards beret hat. <laughs> that's is true. that what they call those, beret Something we like had that. a whole slew of kids that had those beret hats. <laughs> TJ Loger had just the coolest one. He he like I don't know his like had uh, um God what I think I think they were all Nike brands, but like his had like red and white sewing on it, and mine just had like a white swish. TJ's oh, was man. so badass. Like God, I'd hate to know the tail he pulled with that hat <laughs> at nine years old. <laughs> No, I don't know like what you take the last one of. I Maybe mean, there's not. I was I was trying to come up with a list, and now that we're really thinking about it, I think we're co- trying to come up with a list of something that isn't listable. It's it's kind of like I don't know. Do you think it's etiquette to go in and buy, say, like when guys go in to buy Rapalas, they just take like they go up the to whole one sh- color and take like ten of them. Do you ever get upset and be like, man, you couldn't have just left me like one or two? I don't think that's wrong. I, mean, I, you I know, don't I think mean, so if you're either. A I mean, customer. It's, yeah, it's, I, I mean, get what you mean. I get what buying. you mean. Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean, you know, if you're a paying customer, you know, I mean, I feel like you take what you want. Okay, let's just say there's a bunch of baits laying around and somebody said, here, everybody, you can take what you want for free. Just take it all. Just take it. I don't want any of this stuff. And the first person goes up there and just takes all of it. Takes all of it. Right, right. It's I mean, like, you hear of that like with uh, trick-or-treating, like, you know, some people can't be home and so they just like right. throw, you know, throw a, a bucket out on their front steps and say, you know, all right, take, you know you know, take what you want, whatever first kid that comes up freaking walks away with a damn bucket. So if you're in the pizza ranch buffet line and there's one piece of cheese pizza on, on the buffet and you got like a seven year old kid behind you and you as the adult, I suppose you're probably wrong for taking that cheese pizza. I mean, I'm personally Depends a cheese fan. Kid. I'm not going pepperoni because I don't, I don't like that spice. I don't want none of that smoke, but, uh, that seven-year-old behind me, I guarantee you that he's looking for that cheese pizza. Right. And I'm not going to lie to you. That kid's going to run away crying because I'm taking that last <laughs> piece of cheese, man. Well, it would be different if you didn't have nine pieces of cheese pizza on your plate already. That's true. <laughs> that's true. They'll make you more. Is that what you yeah, said to the kid? Yeah, that's all, I'll tell him. That's, all, that's all I'll tell him. Like, hey, man, hey, like you, you probably don't need it anyways. Go get yourself a salad. <laughs> Make yourself a damn quesadilla. <laughs> All right, Matt. I think we're uh, we're closing in on one hour now of absolute pure nonsense. You got a good news story? I do. Let's hear it. Our our buddies Ben Luderman and Kobe Craner. Holy moly! Coming away with the victory. We called it a few weeks ago. They, I is it? 
can we come right out and say that they are the best ice fishing duo in the upper Midwest? Right now, I believe so. I, I'm like, I'm 100% like... I mean, I don't think they finished worse than third, third? or something yeah. in any of the tournaments that they fished in. NAIFC and Ultimate Panfish League, like, they are absolutely smacking fish wherever right. they go. And they've been, like we talked about before, they, they're putting in the time, they're working, they're busting their butts out there, they're trying to figure out bites, and I think it was... Ben that put it on one of the Facebook groups that said, you know, you know, you got to have a plan B and you have got to have a plan C for when plan A doesn't work. You got to right. be able to, you know, adapt out there to the conditions and changing. And I think that their the wind the other day, I think that their bag was the fifth like highest weight ever in Well, now that day was colder than hell. Oh yeah, it was like, like negative was, 20. Was, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So that's my good news story. Congratulations to those guys for finally cracking a win. We knew it was going to happen, but. Yeah. And I I don't think they're done for the year. No. Now they're in the, I think they got one event left for. Ultimate team. Panfish League. Yeah. Yeah. For, for team, to get team of the year. Team of the year. And that's up on Tatanka, I think. Really? So. Is that. That ain't today. No, that wasn't today. There was an okay. AIFC somewhere today. Okay. I think out in Michigan. Hoofda. So. Yeah, congratulations, guys. You bet. Uh, my good news story of the week is uh, going to go out. Uh, the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources uh, posted a picture on Facebook the other day of a DNR conservation officer, Ryan Hanna, was patrolling near White Bear Lake recently when he came upon a gentleman picking up trash that other people had left on the lake. Hanna stopped to thank him for his efforts at keeping the lake clean. Litter is an ongoing issue this winter, but the DNR recognizes and appreciates the many people who go out of their way to pick up after others and keep the natural resources clean. So hats off to that dude who was out there picking up other people's litter and piss on you if you're the dude that left it out there. Exactly right. Or the lady who left it out there. That's um, nice um, to give that guy recognition like yeah. that. And he they just, give him a t-shirt or something. I don't know. But I know sometimes you get pulled over up there, and if you have your seatbelt on, they'll give you a T-shirt for having your seatbelt on. Shut up. Yeah, because my father-in-law wears it all the damn time. <laughs> First time he ever wore it. Well, not not a seatbelt, I mean, the T-shirt. He got a T-shirt for it. I was so going to say, time Barry, him, if Barry gets one thing for free, he's wearing it. <laughs> so. I don't know, but from the look of it, if 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 they gave him anything, it was a brand new set of Pit Viper sunglasses. <laughs> nice. Uh, they're not Pit Vipers, but they're pretty badass. They're green mirror, and... They, they they got the look like, hey, man, don't mess with me because it might be your last move. They call me the trash, man. <laughs> All right, guys. That is episode one 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 one. But uh, we will see you next week on 112, episode 112. And, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. See ya. <laughs>